invite you to turn in your Bibles with me to Ephesians chapter 6. We continue our sermon series on Christian warfare and the battle here necessary to fight. Ephesians chapter 6, I'll begin reading at verse 10 to verse 14. Using a few Bible that can be found on page 1163. Let's now hear God's word. Finally, be strong in the Lord and in the strength of his might. Put on the whole armor of God, that you may be able to stand against the schemes of the devil. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the cosmic powers over this present darkness against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly places. Therefore, take up the whole armor of God, that you may be able to withstand in the evil day, and having done all, to stand firm. Stand, therefore, having fastened on the belt of truth, and having put on the breastplate of righteousness. Thus far the reading of God's holy word, may it is blessing upon the preaching and teaching of it, Congregation of the Lord Jesus Christ, thus far in this sermon series, we have been exhorted to prepare for battle, and we prepare for battle by looking to the strength of the Lord. To put on the whole armor of God is to be strong in the Lord and in the strength of His might. You're essentially putting on God, putting on Christ when you prepare for battle. And then we were also exhorted to know the enemy. Any military that goes out to, to fight has to know the enemy, the enemy's weaknesses and strengths. And even the enemy, recorded in here by the Apostle Paul, the spiritual forces of evil, the devil and his cohorts, are submissive to Christ himself, for Christ has been raised above the heavenly places, and from the heavenly places he rules over all things. Even these demonic forces he rules over because they have nothing on Jesus. Jesus won the victory. And therefore our fight, when we prepare for battle, when we know the enemy, when we put on the armor of God, we know that the battle that we fight, that we fight from victory and not for victory. We fight, fight from Christ's victory over sin, death, and hell and the evil one and not for victory. Because Jesus won the victory for us. But yet while we remain here on earth, we do fight against sin. We fight against the evil one. We fight against the philosophies of this world. And we need the armor of God, the whole armor of God, to fight that good fight of faith. And so this morning we start, after hearing a sermon on preparing for battle, after hearing a sermon on knowing the enemy, now we go to the battle gear. Now we go to the whole armor of God. This morning we look at the belt and the breastplate of God, God's armor. Look with me at verse 13. Paul says, Therefore take up the whole armor of God, that you may be able to withstand in the evil day, and having done all to stand firm. When the evil day comes, withstand or resist. As Peter says in 1 Peter 5, resist the devil. Same idea, withstand or resist. In that evil day, what is this evil day? Is it one particular day or one day that refers to many? Well, it's both. It's both and. For earlier, the Apostle Paul, 
speaks of this. If you look in your in the Bible with me to chapter 5, verse 15, Paul says, Look carefully then how you walk, not as unwise but as wise, making the best use of the time, because the days are evil. In Galatians chapter 1, verse 4, in Paul's salutation, his greeting to the people, that Christ rescued us from this present evil age, this present evil day. So day can be plural, it could be many, but indeed it refers to the last day when Satan and the Antichrist wreak havoc upon the world, especially upon the elect of God. We only need read the Olivet Discourse in Matthew chapter 24. When there will be a day of great evil, and then Christ shall come again. And so it's both and. And in that day, in that day of evil, how are we to stand firm? Paul commands God's people to put on the whole armor of God. The whole armor of God that consists of individual pieces or parts. But you need all of it. You and I need all of it. Each part having a significant purpose for the fight and battle against the demonic forces of evil. They are both offensive and defensive armor. Offensive and defensive. But even defensive armor can be used offensively as we will see. God's armor is a spiritual armor that God provides to help and protect our souls from the tax against the enemy and to be on the offensive and to be on the offensive against the gates of Hades. So not only are we looking to God's armor to put it on to be protected, but we're also looking to God's armor to fight to bring it to them. Right? We think we have to be on the defensive all the time. No, we are on the offensive with God's armor. I will build my church, says Jesus, and the gates of Hades shall not prevail against it. That means the kingdom of Christ goes forward. It marches. And it fights against evil forces, demonic forces. As Paul speaks of here in Ephesians 6. So when you engage in the public arena against the unrighteousness and the, the lack of knowledge or the ignorance among unbelief, and we were all there, we were all there, we're even fighting against our own nature with the armor that God gives us. And we'll look into that in a little bit. It's very likely that Paul probably was observing a Roman soldier because he was in prison. He was in prison and a Roman soldier kept guard. And he was most likely looking at this Roman soldier, seeing all of his gear, seeing his armor, and using it as metaphors for the Christian fight against the demonic forces of evil. Looking at his belt, the belt of truth, looking at his breastplate, the breastplate of righteousness, the helmet of salvation, the shoes that proclaim peace. He's looking at this Roman soldier, and the, the, the soldier's armor really signifies the strength of the Roman Empire. 
And I think Paul, what he's doing here, he's pointing to the strength of God in the armor that he gives the Christian in the kingdom of God. In the kingdom, we have been given armor. Just like the Roman soldier was given armor to fight for the Roman Empire, we were given armor to fight for Christ and his kingdom. Paul uses military armor as metaphors for God's armor, but such metaphors existed prior to Paul. In fact, if you look in Isaiah, Isaiah chapter 51 and Isaiah chapter 59, we already have Christ Jesus being alluded to there, pointed to in Isaiah 59, that he will wear the breastplate of righteousness. Paul says, Having withstand the evil day, stand firm. Stand firm. Having fastened the belt of truth. How do you stand firm? Well, you have to put the armor on. You have to put it on. Paul says, fastening first the belt of truth. Literally, the verse says, girding up your loins. That's literally what it says. How many of you, how many of you fathers tell your sons, hey son, gird up your loins, let's go. We don't talk that way anymore. To gird means to bring together and tie up with a girdle or a belt. To, to bring up, back then they had a tunic that they wore. And if you went somewhere with a tunic and you had to fight someone immediately, if you had to wrestle someone or go to battle immediately, you would take that tunic. I won't really illustrate it for you because it's kind of funny. But you would take that tunic and bring it up to about right here. You would bring it under your legs, through your back, bring it around here, tie it, and tie it with a belt or a girdle. So that you go in from a position of unreadiness to readiness now to fight. That, that's what it means to girdle yourself up. But he's saying girdle yourself up in your loins. The loins was the midsection here. And they often refer to it as the place of strength. We talk about core training. If you're into working out, core training, that's where the strength of a man comes from, from the core. And so you tie up a belt around the core of your midsection so that you're ready to fight. Fasten up, having fastening the belt of truth. You are putting yourself in a position of readiness every morning. And you're putting on truth. Because truth is the strength of a Christian. It is God's strength given to the Christian. If you have not truth, when you go forth into this world, you have nothing. You and I have nothing. Peter even says, therefore, prepare your minds for action. Literally, gird up your loins for action. Gird up the, the loins of your mind, having your mind renewed and strengthened. The metaphor teaches us that Christians must fasten to their souls God's truth to make us ready to fight against the lies and deceptions of the evil one. That's what the metaphor means. That's what it means. That we Christians must fasten to our souls God's truth to make us ready to fight against the lies and deceptions of the evil one and his cohorts. And our strength lies in the strength of God's truth. 
Paul says, look at me at chapter 1, verse 13. What is this truth he's referring to? He says, in him, that is in Christ, you also, when you heard the word of truth, that is the gospel of your salvation, and believed in him, were sealed with the promised Holy Spirit, who is the guarantee of our inheritance until we acquire possession of it, to the praise of his glory. The gospel is the truth. And it's not just the gospel, it's the whole gospel of God, the whole counsel of God, the whole word of God. Because later on, Paul will say that the truth is in Jesus. That there is truth in Jesus, for he is the way, the truth, and the life. And just as the Old Testament spoke of the coming of Christ, spoke of Jesus and his saving love for us, and as the New Testament which is that revelation of God and the fulfillment of the Old Testament prophecies. It too is truth, and it points to Jesus. The whole Bible, the whole Bible, friends, is about Jesus. And therefore, the truth is the whole Bible. The belt of truth is God's gospel in Jesus Christ. The truth is that God sent His Son to save sinners which he foretold in the Old Testament and fulfilled in the New. It's true that Christ paid the penalty for our sins and satisfied God's wrath, which he prophesied in Isaiah 53. The truth is that by his grace we've been saved through faith, not by works of the law, not by our righteousness, for we indeed are unrighteous. This is the truth concerning our salvation, and this is the truth that you and I need to put on daily, that his word is true. His word is true. When a police officer prepares for his shift, one of the main pieces of his uniform is the belt. Because on his belt, is, he relies on the equipment on his belt. Most of his strength comes from that belt. His weapon, his taser, his cuffs, his radio. All the things that are necessary are on that belt that he needs to put on, not only to keep his pants up and secure also his vest and his shirt, but it has weapons on it too. And later, how does he conclude the, the spirit, the, the God's armor? With the spirit of truth. The sword of the spirits. Where does the sword go? On the belt. How important is the belt to the officer? Extremely important. He protects the belt at all costs because he knows that if he allows a criminal to go after a weapon on his belt, he's in trouble. He's in grave danger. They, the strength of the officer is tied up in the belt. And the belt of truth is the greatest strength to the believer. It is one of the great pieces of God's armor, God's armor, that you must put on. Notice, we're not passive. You put on God's armor. You put on God's armor. That means every day when you wake up, just as an officer gets up for his shift and puts on that belt, you and I get up and we put on the belt of truth. Lord, help me to live by your truth in this day, to be immersed in your truth in this day, to be guided by your truth in this day. It is the great, one of the great pieces of God's armor to put on, lest we be deceived by the lies of the devil and the world. Truth 
Truth matters. That's the meaning of this metaphor. Now some application. Two points here. Fasten your soul with the truth that is in Jesus and his word daily. Daily bind it close to your heart, your mind, and soul so that when you stand firm against the spiritual forces of evil, you stand boldly in God's truth. These demonic forces seek to confuse the mind and create seeds of doubt in us. Seeds of doubt concerning what is true and what is false. What is the lie and what is right and good. In other words, is God's word true and reliable? Young people, children, is God's word true and reliable? Is his promise true for me? Can I trust him? If we don't have the truth on our side concerning these things, we are doomed to destruction. And the devil will have his way with us. And so we need to fasten this belt of truth daily and take it to heart. Help it sink deeply to the soul. And let God be true in every man a liar. His truth, friends, is a powerful defense and offense against the demonic forces of evil and the schemes of the devil, who is indeed the father of lies. He wants you daily to question God's truth. In his word. And that's why there's the imperative to know the scriptures, to love the scriptures, to immerse yourself in the scriptures, to be led and guided by the scriptures. That the word of God, which is living and active and sharper than any double edged sword, is your guide for all truth. Because in the word of truth, God has given us everything we need for life and godliness. And so fasten your soul with the truth that is in Christ because the demonic forces seek to confuse the mind and create seeds of doubt in the mind concerning what is true and what is false. Second, fasten your soul with the truth to stand firm and to rebuke and correct evil men who seek to destroy men of hypocrisy. Men within the church, men without the church. What you see on TV or in social media, all the lies permeated. And so on the defensive, we, what we receive, how we're attacked, it is defensive in the sense that no, that is false. God be true and every man a liar. On the offense, we rebuke and correct. Listen to what Paul says in 2 Corinthians 4, 1 and 2. Therefore, having this ministry by the mercy of God, we do not lose heart. But we have renounced disgraceful, underhanded ways. We refuse to practice cunning or to tamper with God's word. But by the open statement of truth, we would commend ourselves to everyone's conscience in the sight of God. Paul was concerned about truth when he entered different regions of the world because it is the truth of God that led him and guided him. It's the knowledge of God in Christ that is the truth. Let us not be deceived of the lies of men and women in this world, especially as we see it permeating in our culture and day today. Where good is called evil and evil is called good. Where things are so nonsensical, so against law, the law of God. You know, the Nazis were masters of this. 
They even had a ministry of propaganda. And a man by the name of Joseph Goebbels was the minister of propaganda for the Nazis. You know what he said? You know what he said? You probably know this pretty well. Repeat a lie enough times and it becomes the truth. Repeat a lie enough times and it becomes the truth. Let me ask you a question. Do you see that today? Repeat a lie enough times and it becomes the truth. That's what's happened. Are you buying into this? Put on the belt of truth. Fasten the belt of truth. Daily. Because by His grace we have come to know the truth. And it is the truth that has set us free. Secondly, He says to put on the breastplate of righteousness. Paul observes the Roman soldier and he sees the breastplate. For the Christian, we have been given the breastplate of righteousness. He also says in 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 8, But since we belong to the day, let us be sober, having put on the breastplate of faith and love, and for a helmet, the hope of salvation. We need to be careful on how we press this metaphor that solely refers to righteousness. Because he says to the Thessalonians, breastplate of faith and love. But here we have to take what he says. Breastplate of righteousness. What is he talking about? What's the meaning of this? You see, the breastplate attaches to the front and the back, from the lower part of the neck all the way to the waist, and the belt attaches to it as well. And it protected the vital organs from a kill shot. In those days, the people believed... People believe that in the abdomen section, which the breastplate also covered, all the way down here, right here was your seat of emotions and, and affections and your will. You ever, you've heard of the saying, I have a gut feeling? What does your gut tell you? Kind of how they would have talked back then. What is, what is your will telling you to do? What is, what, is the, what is your desire, your nature telling you to do? Well, my gut's telling me this. That's why they refer to the kidneys. And so the breastplate protected these vital organs from a kill shot. And Satan and his cohorts know the weakness of our wills and desires. And the breastplate of righteousness is that piece of God's armor that protects his people from the attacks of the devil on our wills to choose right and to choose wrong or good or evil. The devil knows our weakness. He knows that we love to choose evil, and he'll feed off of that. He'll feed off of that. And the devil wants us to trust in our own righteousness, in our own works. Oh, you got this. Trust in your own self. Be you. Live life according to your will and desires. Give in to sin. Trust in your own righteousness. Some interpreters believe that righteousness here is referred to an ethical righteousness. That is to do good, to do right. I have a problem with that for, for several reasons, but here's a couple. Paul says this is God's armor. And therefore, it's God's righteousness, not ours. And so when we're called to put on righteousness, the breastplate of righteousness, we're called to put on 
whose righteousness? Christ's righteousness daily. To live out the Christian faith relying not upon your righteousness, but upon Christ's righteousness and faith. Our righteousness comes from God himself. And therefore, it's God's righteousness that we are to put on. Our righteousness, which is the, what the devil wants us to rely upon, our righteousness is useless. It is easily accessible. It's an easy target for the devil. Who are you relying upon to be made right with the holy God? Who are you trusting in, friend? I'm speaking to each every one, every, each and every heart here. Who are you trusting? Who are you trusting? Yourself and your own righteousness? Your own goodness? That's what the devil wants to hear from you. Doing away with the righteousness that comes through faith in Christ, who is our righteousness. Because if we put on our own righteousness, we wouldn't stand a chance. If we think that we can do good and right without the grace of God, <clears throat> we don't stand a chance. The breastplate of righteousness, then, is Christ's righteousness. That is, his righteousness imputed or credited to our account. What does this mean? It means that we are made right or justified before God because Christ bore our sins in his body. We are made right before God. We are justified by grace through faith because of the grounds being Christ's righteousness. You and I are counted righteous, not because of a righteousness of our own, but because of Christ's righteousness. And that is the righteousness you and I need to put on daily, not relying upon ourselves and our works. By way of example, if you had a ledger from your business or your home, whatever, and you look at your checkbook, you look at your ledger, and you see a whole page full of debts, and a debtor's coming to collect, and you're in trouble. They're going to take your house, they're going to take everything. Somebody comes along and says, let me look at your ledger, takes that ledger, rips it up, and puts it on him. Not only that, but the person who takes that page from your ledger, he gives you his ledger that is pure and spotless. Every debt paid for because he paid for it. He not only takes the ledger from you and gives you his ledger of righteousness, but he also takes your ledger and he pays the penalty for it. He just doesn't take it and then throw it away because the debt needs to be paid for. He takes it and he bears it on the cross where he died for sinners. He takes our sin and through faith in Christ we receive his perfect life and righteousness, his ledger of righteousness. And we are to put on daily that breastplate of righteousness because it is that that piece of armor that protects the vital organ of our soul. His righteousness protects the vital organ of our soul. From His righteousness, God imparts more and more righteousness into our lives. 
So to be sure, the breastplate of righteousness is God's righteousness, Christ's righteousness, credited to our account. But that said, His righteousness imparts to us, day to day, a life that is lived in a manner worthy of the calling. He is imparting to us righteousness, to live righteous lives. To do good to the glory of God. To follow God's law to the glory of God and with gratitude to God. Just two points of application here. The breastplate of righteousness first protects us from the unrighteousness, unrighteous attacks of spiritual forces of evil who, destroy, who seek to destroy your confidence in God and Christ. We need to put it on because the devil seeks to destroy your confidence in Christ's righteousness. Is Christ really enough for you? Is he all that you need? Or do you need more? Put on Christ's righteousness because he is enough. He will protect you. He will protect your soul. He seeks to destroy our confidence in Christ and his righteousness. And he also seeks to destroy our assurance of hope, the assurance of forgiveness of sins, the assurance of eternal life. He seeks to destroy your assurance, your confidence and your assurance. And that is why we put on the breastplate of righteousness, because we look to his righteousness alone, who has granted us the forgiveness of sins, the life everlasting. He has given us confidence. He has given us assurance by the power of his word and spirits. And not only that, but the breastplate of righteousness secondly exposes and silences the unrighteous evil deeds of darkness. And we see this in chapter 4, verses 6 through 11. I don't have time to read it now, but take a look at that if you're taking notes. For we have the light of Christ in us, his righteousness in us, that exposes the deeds of darkness. You see how this follows truth. How the belt of truth is first and then the breastplate of righteousness. Because we would not know Christ's righteousness if we didn't have his truth. Let me draw this to a close. Daily fasten the belt of truth. Daily put on the breastplate of righteousness. And the Bible says, Paul says, the Holy Spirit says, you will stand firm. You will stand firm. Don't be deceived by the lies of the devil. Don't compromise. Don't compromise. Be warned. Because that's where he seeks to destroy. Where he plants those seeds so that you come to a point where you compromise. Many years ago, the Chinese wanted to protect themselves from barbarians from the north. And so what did they do? They built a great wall of China. This wall was, is 30 feet high, 18 feet thick, and 1,500 miles long. Enormous. And yet, on three occasions, the enemy penetrated into Chinese territory. They didn't break the wall, they didn't go over the wall, and they didn't go around the wall. How did they get in? You know how they got in three times? 
They paid off the gatekeeper. They paid off the gatekeeper. They compromised. I warn you, in the name of Christ, don't compromise. Put on the belt of truth. Live by it. Be people of the book. And put on the breastplate of righteousness. Because only by Christ's righteousness do we have confidence and assurance of forgiveness and of eternal life. Only in Christ do we have everything we need. Everything we need for salvation. To the glory of his name. Amen. Let's pray. Father in heaven, our hope is built on nothing less than Jesus' blood and righteousness. We dare not trust the sweetest frame, but wholly lean on Jesus' name. On Christ, the solid rock we stand. All other ground is sinking sand. All other ground is sinking sand. Oh Lord God, help us to be a people who fasten up, fasten daily the belt of truth and putting on the breastplate of righteousness, knowing that it is Jesus Jesus, who is the truth, Jesus, who is our righteousness, who sustains us and who causes us to stand firm in the faith and to walk in a manner worthy of the calling. May we be warned on this day, but may we also take great joy and comfort in the fact that you have provided this armor for us, so that we may be soldiers in your kingdom, advancing the cause of Christ by the power of the Spirit and to the glory of your great name. In Jesus' name we pray.